Hey everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Faith in It with Kay. So today, kind of what I'm thinking about for this week is, um, well, Morgan's back, so this is part two of our conversation. Um, And then, you know, like I I mentioned last week, this is pre-recorded, so we are um, talking about y'all president, uh, Donald Trump and his um, admission to being uh, positive, COVID-19 positive. So by the time you're hearing this, um, it would have been, I believe, about 13 or so days since his positive um, test. Um, However, he's trying to get back out on the... Well, he has, because apparently he started... Um, on Saturday with with a large gathering of people of apparently mostly Hispanic and black supporters. Uh, I still don't understand it. Um, without a mask. Well, he, he didn't uh, wear a mask, which is alarming since he still, he still has to be there. If the understanding is that there's 14 days of quarantine, um, they're trying to say that he's safe after 10 days of quarantine and um, and barely quarantine and really, um, when you think about like just his getting out of the hospital to ride around, just to wave at people, um, and whatever else he's done at the White House. So I'm pretty sure he has not been quarantined and not in the way that um, it is recommended that you quarantine. So he's still been in contact with people uh, throughout this whole time. So yeah. But his insistence on a live <laughs> debate, which I almost feel like part of it is um, to just infect everyone, but also because there's a fear that uh, whoever the moderator is will then be able to kind of like mute him uh, when his time's up. And I really think they should just go ahead and do that. Just go ahead and mute people. Um, I felt bad like doing the presidential debate for Susan. Um, trying to get Mike Pence to shut up during that debate. Um, But if she had a mute button, you know what? She could just go ahead and mute. So, yeah, they should really take a look at that because this administration um, does not know how to shut up um, about random rambles. Um, So, yeah, they don't answer any of the questions, um, which I understand is political there are a lot of politicians. Uh, that's kind of like how they navigate. They don't really answer questions straightforward. But gosh, they don't answer any questions, really. Um, so, yeah, I really hope that you were listening. You understand the need for you to go out and vote um, on November 3rd. Or if you're voting by um, early ballot, vote. Whatever you do, vote. Don't let nothing stop you from voting. Um, I also want to just, you know, send prayers out. Um, I think this whole world really needs God, um, with all this hatred, hatred, racism, corruption that's going on, greed. Um, uh, my thoughts and prayers are with, uh, Nigeria and just what's going on over there, um, with SARS. Um, so the police force that was hired to kind of protect the citizens is now extorting, um, beating, killing, um, taking advantage of their citizens um, in the most horrific ways. Um, so my thoughts and prayers are with Nigeria and just with the world in general because there's so much hate. There's so much um, so much going on. Um, and on a lighter note, I do want to say if you have not seen the movie Overcomer, do yourself a favor and watch it. Now, I would say watch it with the context of just God in mind. Like, I was over here boo-hoo crying, y'all, um, in a way that is just like, God is so amazing. Like, he is so amazing in the way that he loves us, in the way that he cares for us, and in the way that um, he allows us to um, walk out of a life of redemption, Um yeah, the movie was just so amazing. Just really about the redemptive power of God and just the love of God 
in general. So if you have not seen that movie and you need something that's a little bit lighter, if you need something to just kind of take your mind off what's going on in the world just for a little while, um, I thought it was a great movie and it brought me to tears and so like I was crying for most of the movie, um, especially the middle and the end. <laughs> um, but yeah, do yourself a favor and check that movie out. So the next thing you two are going to hear is the rest of my conversation with Morgan. Um, so this is going to be part two. And we're thinking right now that part three won't be recorded on Anchor, um, but we will do a live um, on Instagram and possibly Facebook um, around November 2nd, I believe, first or second, uh, we'll do a live and just, you know, talk to you guys about these different issues that are going on. So um, I'll make sure that you have in show notes how to get in contact with myself or Morgan and just shoot us some questions, shoot us some thoughts that you have. If you want to um, voice your opinion, let us know because we really do want to have like this discussion that we keep having. We want to have it with you um, as a part of it. So the next conversation you'll hear is part two of my conversation with Morgan entitled Political Realness. As we, because <laughs> we we're always doing two-parters two because like we're both like clearly passionate about these different issues and it, it's not to bash you because, you know, at the end of the day, um, I... I've said it before, like, I love it. Um, I wish we can, because I don't believe there is a black race. I don't believe there's a white race. I don't believe there's a Chinese, Asian race. There is just one race. There's yeah. a human race. Um, we are all variations of the same color. Some of us are fair, which is how you get quote unquote white. Some of us are black, but we are all brothers and sisters. We all came from the same two people because I believe mm-hmm. the Bible. We all came from the same people from the same same place, which is Africa. We are all, that's why every white person has a speck of black DNA that's, uh, de- that's tied to a black person. Like, you know, it's been said that the black woman is, is, um, the, on- is the only female that can make every race no other like no other female quote unquote race can make any other race other than the black female so you know yeah like all of that and because regardless of what anybody we were we are all one race we all came from the same place same we're all brothers and sisters this this segregation the segregation this this compartmentalizing of socioeconomic class, of race, of gender, of all of these things, that was all us. Um, that was all us to keep some people down and to uplift some others. But it's like at the end of the day, because, and you know, I will always say, because most Christians will say, well, we're supposed to love each other and pray for each other. Yes, I love and I pray for everyone. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to negate the fact that my black life has a different fight than my white brothers and sister. I'm not going to negate the fact that my faith has to be a little bit stronger than my white counterpart, because um, we can both go for that same job, but I need a little bit more faith that they will look at our resumes versus our color. (laughs) Like they will give us both a fair share because based on qualifications and not color. So I I will never, no, I, I don't subscribe to that. Um, we don't live in that world. We do not live in that world. So we have to be realistic about our realities. But I absolutely, I love it. Like, I love the mixture of races. I love all of that. As long as your, um, your interracial relationship is not based on hate for yeah. your own, your own race. Love whoever you like. Love whoever yeah. you want. <laughs> like I don't care. Like what color? I don't care. Love whoever. Like as long as it is based on love and not based on uh, 
dislike for your own race or a misunderstanding of your own race, Um, trying to get out of, you know, what comes along with being someone of your own race. I love, love who you are, but I am, I am for you. I am with you um, because I think that's beautiful. Like, I think like that mixing of race and culture, it's beautiful. Um, But I will never stand by anybody who does it um, as a dislike for their own race. Like if you are going outside your race because you don't, oh, black women are ignorant. Oh, black women are too, uh, too uh, strong or too, they, they um, opinionated, they too this, too that. Well, homie, do you, do you see what we got to deal with? (laughs) We have to be strong. Um, because at the end of and the day, you know when who made you, first of all, do you know where you came from? <laughs> right. <laughs> so when you say right. something like that right. about black women, you're saying something like that about your mother, your grandmother, your ancestors. Right. Look at the same right. exact same thing. Right. And oftentimes we're strong. We're, we're strong because we have to protect our own rights. We have to fight for your rights and yeah. our rights because you're not fighting for our rights the way you should. So we're, we have to be strong because we have to fight for you and we have to fight for us. Like, that's why we're like that. We have to fight for you and us. And it's proven time and time again um, with every situation that the fight is different for the Black female than it is for the Black male. Um, the Black female... It's always there <laughs> fighting for the black male. And there's there, mm, let me, I'll, I'll give it a fair shot. Seven out of 10 times, um, the black male is missing when the black female needs him to show up and yeah. fight for her. Uh, so that's why we have, we have to be strong. We have no choice. Um, there's too many, too much things coming at us and there are not enough people yeah. protecting us. So, so yeah, like, but you know, I digress from that. Like, I want to talk because I also want to talk to you about um, your president. <laughs> yeah, hey, girl, you your, your president. president. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, Barack. Yeah. They, um, I saw they just celebrated uh, uh, that. No, 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 no. Your president, uh, number 45, number 45. 44 was my president. 45, your president. Uh, Donald, Donald something uh, Trump, your president. No. He says that, <laughs> he says that um, he and First Lady uh, Melania Trump, Melania Trump um, have COVID and Apparently they rushed him to Walter Reed to just uh, keep an eye on him because he did have some complications. Now, what was your thought when you heard about that? I thought it was really interesting because he was just making fun of Biden for wearing masks and made it look like he was ridiculous. But you're the president. You're supposed to be someone who is supposed to be a leader for what everyone else is supposed to be doing. So you can't make it look ridic- look like it's ridiculous when someone else is being, I guess, a model citizen for helping to fight against the virus. Like everyone, yeah. uh, like, you know, I was just in uh, Manhattan earlier. Everyone has a mask on. You know, if you're not, if you're not yeah. around a whole crowd of people, like with me, if I'm not around a whole crowd, yeah, I'll take my mask off and just get some air. But, you know, common sense, if you are, even if you are a few feet away from a group of people, it still helps at least. So it's yeah. just that sense of common sense. And I think he just felt like, maybe in his mind, he just felt like he was immune to it because of who he is, because of his power or whatever. But it's really, it's really yeah. interesting. It's really ironic the fact that he was literally just making fun of Biden because of this. And now, now he has it. But there's a thing yeah. I'm seeing. I never heard of it, but there's this thing called the October Surprise, where oh, what's that? Basically, where there's some kind of um, some kind of uh, current event that pops up 
in politics that deters from the election. So some people are saying that it's a hoax. Uh-huh. Some people saying that, oh, this can't be real. He's just distracting so that right now, the next couple of weeks, is going to be nothing but news about coverage about him, coverage about his health. And meanwhile, mm. I saw an article where Biden, I think, I don't know how true this is, but I saw where Biden had um, some of his ads that were negative towards Trump taken down. So now that's going to affect his campaign. Mm. But hopefully if anybody has been kind of paying attention, I mean, I haven't been paying attention as much as I should have been to the um, the presidential race and the, and the debates, but I caught some of it. But if people are paying attention to it, at least somewhat, they would know. Um, yeah, don't vote, don't vote for Trump. <laughs> they would just know that. Yeah, that, that yeah. Just use your common sense, honestly. Whether or not there are ads or whatever, you don't need an ad or anything to remind you who these people are, what they represent. Yeah, right, right. Because I didn't catch a debate. Did you catch a debate? I saw bits and pieces of it online, and yeah, I had no intention. This is very messy. (laughs) Yeah, and and I wasn't surprised. Like I think by now they keep talking about these people who are undecided. I don't know who they are, and I don't know why they exist. What are you undecided about? Are you racist or not? Like, I don't understand. What are you undecided about? (laughs) Are you undecided about whether or not you care about the where this country is going to go? Are you undecided about whether you want to be broke? Are you undecided about whether you want to die? Like, I don't, don't what are you undecided about? Because, (laughs) yeah, it's like, I don't need, I don't, I really, which now they're saying like all the, the rest of the debates are canceled. You don't need a debate to make a choice. You don't. At this point. Trump has shown you who he is. Biden, I'm not going to say Biden is completely free. I'm not going to say everything that Biden is going to do is going to positively affect the Black community because it's not. It's not. I'm not going to say that everything Biden is going to do is going to positively affect the middle class because it's not. Like, I'm not stupid. I think, I don't know if we talked (laughs) about this last time with what Biden said about if you don't vote for me, that you're not Black. Or if you vote for Trump, you're not something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you vote, like, yeah. He he has a habit, and it's almost like what Hillary Clinton. It was too cocky for me. It was was a sense of pandering, but it was also a play on how it was an insult to our intelligence because you think that we're voting based off of a black card. You think that we're voting based off of what what others think about us. You think we're stupid enough to to use the election as a way of defining who we are or defining our blackness. How stupid do you sound? Right. Like, I, I think you're not using, like, I, I hated that interview. Probably could have given him more opportunity to, I didn't see that whole interview, but that part I did see. But I feel like, if anything, Charlemagne could have given him a platform or he could have given himself that platform. He could have kind of diverted that question or or what I don't even think the way he asked the question it it pushed him to answer it that way he said that Charlemagne had pushed him and and was kind of egging him on I don't think so he was just being serious and I think he yeah no that was not Charlemagne he actually asked pretty decent questions he and he he was clear about him not being a um necessarily a Biden supporter um, because of what Biden did there was this mm-hmm. insinuation that he has the black vote because who else are we going to vote for? And Hillary did the same thing. It was like, well, who else y'all going to vote she for? Y'all going to vote for me that. or y'all going to vote for Trump? And, yeah. She and, came to the Black Girls Lock event. She didn't show her face at something like that. She went there. She was at Charlemagne. She was on these radio stations. Yes. They- what does she have in her back? Hot sauce. Are you stupid? Yes. You so all said, of those things. You love in effect. I have. <laughs> she couldn't like. There are so many ways some of these people could twist things around. We're smarter than you guys think. Exactly, and that's what it was. Biden. 
there. You don't have to come down to a certain level that you think that we're at. Oh, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. And that's what it was. He asked him a great question about policies, (laughs) talking about policies. That was his opportunity right there. I want to hear, I still don't know what kind of policies he has in play. I don't. (laughs) And nobody does. Um, And at this point, nobody does. And And I think what what is playing out well for him is the genuine disdain for uh for uh Trump and how he continues to handle things. So from the from COVID, like he knew about it much sooner than he yeah. said anything about it. Then Dr. Fauci Fauci was Fauci? How do you say his name? I think it was Fauci or Fauci. Fauci. Um, he was doing a really good job in updating as far as the virus and just different things. And when he stopped saying what Trump wanted to hear, which was everything was all right, let's reopen, let's do all these things. When he would speak, you know, on the side of health, like concern for the country and for people's health, he got silenced to bring, and Trump made room for somebody who would say what he wanted him to say, wanted them to say about this virus. And it's like, oh, the virus is, it's not as big of a threat. Oh, you don't have to wear your, your mask. Oh, it's not that bad. Oh, we can reopen. Oh, we can, the kids can go back to school. Oh, we can do this, but it's not safe enough for y'all to go to the polls, but the kids can go back to school. The, you can go back to the restaurants. So like, it's still the mishandling of those things because lives are lost. Um, and not everybody whose lives were lost were because they were partying. Most of these people were because they were doing jobs that they had to do because their businesses were not closed or were not closed. And this is the only way that they could pay their bills. So people lost their lives because of his policies, because of his uh, carelessness, because of his lack of leadership and lack lack of care for the people that he leads. Um, So people who who know how can you live with that on your conscience knowing that you single-handedly are responsible or your team are responsible for almost 200,000 lives lost these are families these are people who are living honest lives trying to take care of their self of themselves and their families and some of it didn't have a choice but like you said but to go out because they had to yeah they had to work and some people still do right now yeah so he doesn't how, have a conscience. How you sleep at night, knowing he doesn't that. have a conscience, and he he, um, his conscience is not working right. Clearly, because he continued to go to rallies without face coverings. Like even <laughs> as he um, tried to, uh, well, he nominated uh, Ari, A- Amy Barrett, Barrett. However, you say her name. Um, <laughs> he nominated her to the Supreme Court, which is like where the outbreak is possibly stemming from, is that nomination of people literally shoulder to shoulder, no masks on. Um, And he continued to do that, like to not wear a mask, to almost tell people that if they wore a mask, that almost it was like un-American. Um, oh, this disease is, is a Democrat Democrat hoax. They're lying about this disease. It's not real. Oh, um, all of these different things, but when, but now you have it. And, and the sad part was, I remember they were doing a reporting on it, is that his base is still walking around massless. There's still, because he has so ingrained it in them that even though as their leader, he has gotten it or quote unquote has said he's gotten it. Cause really no one knows. Um, no one really knows with him. He's, he's such a liar. Like no one knows. Um, of course, you know, like, like Biden says, you know, prayers and thoughts are with him and, uh, you know, Melania uh, for a speedy recovery. Like yeah. if they absolutely have it. If they do have it. Um, yeah. If they do absolutely- have it. Like they're still yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, we still don't want anything to happen to them. 
we still don't um but it, it is that thought process of no one knows if it's actually true because you cannot believe him because as you talked about what did you say october what the October surprise, apparently. But even if there was no no quote unquote October surprise, it's still it's still Donald Trump that we're talking about. So it, I I still don't know. You know, we still don't really know with a person like him, right? Sadly. Right. Right. Because either you know, way, people are just questioning the validity of it all. Right, and I'm right with them. I'm questioning too, um, because Me too. I think, like they said, it is a ploy. Like at the end of the day, it's it's still like even if like even if he is infected with it, it is still a ploy that he is trying to use to divert from the election, to divert from the fact that he's trying to push this lady into the Supreme Court. That goes against every like we are less than a month away from elections, and he's trying to, like that. I, and the, the the former um supreme she just passed away she just passed and i mean i know i know that it's all business and all of that stuff but like oh my goodness no but he's trying to steal <laughs> and he's putting somebody in there that goes like opposes everything so basically rbg stood for um equality women having their right to choose as it pertains to their body so you know people are always like I am I'm pro-life I want every baby to live um but I also want every woman to choose for themselves what they want to do um mm-hmm. I would much rather try to, too. Like, I don't want to tell. I feel like he's huh I feel like he it's almost like everything that's related to equality he wants to fight against it. Exactly. And that's what this lady does. Like she she would she could possibly undo everything that RBG fought so hard to get established. Mm-hmm. Um she would she would possibly because everything that RBG stood for, she stands against. And also part of his thing is which is also this with this virus because I already know he's going to say when he lose in November that he lost because he got, he had the virus. So he couldn't campaign. He couldn't do everything that he needed to do. And that's why he lost. Now the thought process is is that if he calls um, for recounting or for the Supreme court to step in, then the decision is based on could become where the Supreme court decides who becomes the next president. And with the majority of Republicans, it it is said that they would be in, in favor of him, which is still crazy to me. Like these people are so um, attached to their money and attached because it's not even attached to their Republican thing because he's so far out from even their Republican principles um, that they are attached to their money. They're attached to their pride. What is it doing for them? <laughs> like if they are, if you have someone that fought for nothing but equality, of women, of um, of gender equ- equality, all of that stuff. Why would you try to reverse that if it's still like just like with racism, it has nothing to do with you. These are people who just want to live their lives. You don't, you don't like these are people who have never stepped foot into any of these people's lives, who have, who have had to deal with any of these adversities. Yeah, there are women who who need to have the right to choose based off of certain situations that they've been in been in suppose that they've gone through traumatic experiences there are um statistics i don't have it in front of me but there are statistics with women who are sexually abused molested by people they know right they end up pregnant what so what do you do they would have forced them to keep the baby and majority of people who are raped are people are raped by people that know them yeah yeah so imagine having to live with something like that every day. When it comes to gender equality, there are people who can't get insurance, from what I heard, because of who they are, or who they're, who they feel like they are inside. There are men that feel like deep down they are a woman, and they want to live their life that way. And it's bad enough that there are some who are dealing with. Um, 
they're, they're dealing with their own adversities in life, hard to find jobs, stuff like that. They're also being generalized. They're also being judged and all of that. But it's even worse when you have laws that are kind of like against them, against their health care, against them um, being able to live their lives out the way they really want to. So when you have someone who's fought for all of this stuff, it, 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 it's kind of like it really defeats the purpose. Like, why would you, like I said, just like with the whole racism thing, how is it that it's bothering you that much if somebody has a choice over their body? Yeah, it does. Because when you really look at Republicans, um, the women the women in the Republican Party, they are props, they are tools, they are not people with their own minds. Um, because that's how you can get when Trump talks about, spoke on like women and uh, was it grabbing their <laughs> private part or, you know, saying crazy yeah. stuff um, as it pertains to women. That's how you can get, that's how you would get women who still endorse a man that would talk down to them like that, that would dehumanize them in that way, that would devalue them in that way. And still, there have been um, droves of women who have worked in his campaign, who have spoke publicly, having to, um, uh, like Kellyanne Conway, um, time after time coming out to uh, explain his not only his racist re remarks, um, but his sexist remarks. Um, that's how you can get, you know what I mean? So they, that's why they do it because most of their women don't have opinions. I think yeah. the only one that I've seen um, that possibly, that I would say possibly has is, uh, uh, what's her name? Ivanka. Because I think she runs Jared. But very few of them have their own opinions and stand up for their own rights. Um, because if they did, it would be a completely different conversation. And I think that's why they fight. They fight um, because most of them are just there to look pretty. Um, I think some of them are afraid to. Knowing that he's a person who is extremely rich, who basically... We've seen him basically get away with everything. We've seen him get away with the fact that he admitted to sexual harassing women. Yep. And he still became president. Yeah. He's someone who has they they directly asked him during the debate, if you can just say that you denounce racism and those parties who represent racism, white supremacists, KKK, all of that stuff. If you can just say that, could you do it? He couldn't do it. Nope. He endorse, He blatantly endorses racism. He harasses women. He disrespects women. He talks about, like, he even in press conferences and stuff like that, there, there are some, time, some videos that I've seen where he would just, not just women, but he would just demean people. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not a question that he wants to be asked. Yep. It's, it's, he's been childish and he's gotten away with so much and you know honestly like when you think about it he is someone who is a criminal because imagine how no, much he's stuff absolutely he's gotten a away criminal. with tax evasion um, uh, I'm sure he, yeah the taxes <laughs> tax, tax evasion um, I'm sure he <laughs> has some rape I'm sure like I don't um, I'm sure he has some business practices um, that are less than legal um, and, and I think I, I said it like when he, when he was running for president, he's not rich. Um, he, he knows how to do the illusion of being rich. He wasn't rich when he became president, but he is going to be rich once he leaves office. Cause all he did was move his assets to his kids. And when he leaves office, they're going to give it back to him with interest because most of his deals were deals that he benefited off of. So he would have events at his um, hotel or at golf club or so mm -hmm. in a way where we as taxpayers were paying him to pretty much be at his own place. <laughs> like we were paying for him to stay at his own place. Um, 
So, you know, at the end of the day, it's like he's he's walked out the, his presidency in a way that's going to profit him. Uh, the Republicans have profited in some ways um, from him being there. They've he's signed some executive orders um, that are they're doing um, and they refuse to denounce him because he says what a lot of them are thinking, but they will never say because they recognize that it's political suicide for them. Um, yeah. But somehow... It's one big fraternity, honestly. It's a big fraternity where there are so many white supremacists linked within it to where they they have their own code. They have their own way of communicating. Yeah. And they have their own way of doing things, too. Yeah. So they, they know exactly what's going on. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, just, it's just very interesting. But we say all this and they know to say... They can get away with a lot of stuff. Yeah. We say all this to say that, y'all, please keep your eyes open. Please, I think 2020 has been that year. Like, life... We've been learning these lessons for a long time, but... 2020 uh, has been that year where it's like, look, you can't continue to sit back. You can't continue to not speak up. You can't continue to, um, we cannot do what was done in 2016. Yeah, in 2016, when we did not show up to the polls. It's too important. Like, yes. You are absolutely right. Uh, Biden is also going to be um, damaging to our community. But it will not be the same impact as Trump has done. It will not be the same impact that Trump continues to do. He continues to ruin the Black family and the Brown families. He continues to ruin the immigrant family. He continues to ruin the the Black, the uh, women. He continues to ruin uh, the the poor. He continues to ruin um, the gay, um, uh, transgender, Quick, like he's continuing to ruin every other community but the rich white community. Like, at the end of the day, there are white people who are still affected by his laws as well. Um, oftentimes, mm-hmm. they are the ones that are rallying for him um, because for some reason they fully don't get it. Uh, <laughs> if you're a part of working class, it doesn't matter what color you are, his policies. Are damaging your you and your family um they are because they're not met for you they're met for the one percent that of rich americans so yeah. please 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 whatever you do go out and vote like vote. i don't care like be prepared to show up to your polling place possibly and the polling your polling place isn't open and I'm going to make sure like you'll be able to you should have gotten some information because that'll be early on um, about voting where you can go to find out your polling places just different things like that and if you show up to your polling place and they tell you uh, that's not your polling place be late to work it's too important (laughs) be late to work and go vote go vote we cannot afford to sit back during this season. Like we cannot lose any more black lives. We can't lose any more brown lives. We can't lose any more people, just lives to this virus. We we need leadership that's gonna fight for everyone. We need leadership that's gonna, at the very least, like most of us have done, acknowledge that there's something with this virus. Something is in the air. Something is, is taking the lives, even if you don't want to call it COVID, there is something that's ripping families apart. There is something that's uh, affecting the families and, and killing people. We need to figure out how we can help each other with this. How can we come together? How can we help each other to continue to live another day? How can we help each other to make sure our bills are paid? And, you know, because I look at the it's still a fight for the second stimulus package. Why? Why? Yeah. It's still a fight for people to pay their rent, 
because rent relief has not been extended. Why? <laughs> Why? So, and please. the funny thing is, I meant to bring this up too, how the fact that um, this was kind of in relation to what we were talking about, how racism is just so embedded in so many different realms. Yeah. And especially in corporate. And there was this article, I don't know if you saw it, where Forbes, they changed it, they quickly changed the title of the article. So it was something like, um, a, another stimulus check is coming, could Blacks wait? Or could the Black community wait? <gasps> so they made it look like we're the only ones who are impoverished. We're the only ones who are depending on that. Wow. But they quickly changed it to, can low-income households wait? Wow. And I'm thinking... Why would That's you really print that? The fact that there's they they know exactly what's going on. And that I looked at it and it looked like there was a I believe it was a black woman who wrote that article. Oh wow. If I'm not I don't know. I don't know if she was the one who corrected it. I don't know. But it looked like it. Yeah, like but it was it's just not really just a black community that's that waiting on this. <laughs> It is even the yeah. rich Americans because we learned from the last apparently the last stimulus check, stimulus check that went out. While we got sixteen hundred, rich people got thousands. <laughs> so although they said that apparently because their stimulus came in a different way for business quote unquote businesses and business expenses. So while we got out like we got sixteen hundred. Uh, rich people got thousands. They're also waiting on their second stimulus check. Um, black, Hispanics, white people, working white people as well. We are all. Everybody. <laughs> the babies. <laughs> the babies are waiting on their stimulus. Everybody <laughs> is waiting on their stimulus check. <laughs> The people who are still working, you know what they're doing? They're waiting on their stimulus check. It's not a color thing. Yeah. It's like... There are some people that are still waiting on unemployment checks, too. Exactly. And and you know what? Not all of them are black. Some of them are white. Some of them are Asian. Some of them are Hispanic. Because poverty doesn't care about color. So... I need them to stop writing those ignorant articles. That's a joke. And and not only that, there are a number of white people who collect food stamps. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and I, I, I got to bring statistics to our next thing because like some of these statistics will really blow people away. The you know what, let's that do we're that. we're put in a certain box. Let's do that. Next look recording. Back. Like look up. That's what we're going to do. We just going to, we just going to have a whole episode, y'all. So get ready. Um. We're just going to have a yeah. whole episode on debunking a lot of these myths of black community uh, living off the government. That is just the black community. Um, we're going to debunk and not only that, this, but just this high violence in, what they think only in black communities. Um, we're going to debunk all of that. Oh, the, the lack of education in black communities. Or, um, we're going to debunk all of those things because... Um, or black people being ignorant. Let let's 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 debunk those things. Let's yeah. bring some numbers. I like it. Let's bring some numbers. Um, Definitely. So, I look forward to that, Morgan. But you know, I'm gonna say. Unless, do you have any final words for our listeners? Well, I'm going to echo what you said, and once again, I'm going to say vote because. Literally, our lives are depending on it. Your friend, and even if you aren't affected by whatever it is that's going on right now, you know, if you're not affected by um, Black lives being taken away, if you're not being affected by, um, you know, certain laws right now, if you're not being affected by the fact that you might not be, um, you might not be Black, you might not be a minority, you might not be a woman, you might not have been harassed before you might not have been um you know victim to to violence because you are a member of the lgbt community even if you haven't been directly affected by it, you know someone who has yeah 
you you probably are either friends with, you work with someone that has. So just imagine something like that, you know, injustices, all of that stuff happening to one of your friends, one of your coworkers, people that you care about. Also, one of the things that I said um, in one of our previous talks was that, you know, when it comes to people um, going or when it comes to people learning about the struggle about the black community, get talk to actual black people. Like I know that there are a lot of white folks who are allies and stuff like that. They want to do what they can. And um, my job, for example, they have a, they have a a group that's dedicated to educating people on, um, on a lot of stuff that's going on in the black community and books and Instagram pages to follow and stuff like that. But not one of them have actually said, make friends with someone outside of your race. There, there's right. not something like a book cannot teach you everything that we've been going through. A book right. or right. A, a blog, a podcast, uh, an Instagram, an Instagram page cannot fill you in on the hundreds of years of things that we've had to endure. Right. Right. So right. even if you do have a friend, you know, that friend, that one person can't fill you in on everything, but it's, it's a lot yeah. more impactful to get to know someone, get to know their history um, and, and not just say, okay, I'm going to make one black friend. Open your mind, open yourself up to learning about different people. Don't yeah. just think to yourself, oh, because this person is this way, I'm not like, don't be that person that says I have a black friend because right. you, you look stupid, you sound stupid. Be right. that person who right. is that says, "Hey, I have an array of friends from an array of backgrounds, and I can tell you something about this, and I can tell you something about that. This is why they feel this way on this, and it, it's not just because of something I read in the book. It's because of what someone told me. It's because of what my friend experienced or what their grandparents experienced. Actually, talk to and get to know people. Don't don't sit yeah. and I guess you know even." in the workplace, don't separate yourself from the black people in the office because you feel that you probably don't have a lot in common. A simple yeah. hello, that, that's a start. So yeah. vote, open yourself up to getting to know other people outside your race and, and just think, even if you don't want to vote, think about all of these disparities, all of these injustices happening to someone that's close to you because it probably has and they probably haven't told you about it. Yeah, yeah, true, that's true. And, you know, as much, you brought up a, a really good point and I'm like, I just want to say, away with this notion of Black people teaching white people about Black struggles away with that foolishness I think I I appreciate it as a black person when you hear a white person talk um, from a place of understanding you know you know to that level of you know they might not personally they don't know what it's personally like but they they speak from a place that seems to be like oh you understand what I'm saying you understand what I'm talking about um, but away with that notion of you telling your white counterparts um, how a black person feels, um, and I completely agree with you. Talk to your talk to a black person, and actually be willing to listen, be willing mm-hmm. to listen and embrace what it is that they have to say. Away with that need for you to hear it from your white counterpart, because it's not the same. A white person cannot completely tell you what it's like to have to have a talk with, you know, your black son or daughter about how they have to walk out this life differently of, you know, job interview of how you have to have your black voice and your quote unquote white voice. And, you know, you got to make sure you do this or you make sure you talk this way or make sure you stand this way or make mm-hmm. sure you present yourself this way. And, oh, don't say your name. Maybe, oh, I don't even I, maybe about shorten that. your name um, <laughs> so they don't know your full name. So, you know, yeah, that can only come from a black person telling you about their experience away with that. I, I don't listen to like, I'm, I'm, I'm be honest. Um, if, like and my church like my old church did it like 
brought in during the time of uh, Ahmad brought in like white speakers to talk on it. I, I don't want to hear what you have to say. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to hear. Like, you, I, I don't like. It's your moment to listen. <laughs> what I would like to hear from you is how my experience has impacted you. You don't tell me about my experience and how I'm impacted by my experience. Let's talk about how this is impacting you and how this is affecting your quality of life or how this, you know, what are the conversations that you have to have with your kids? Yeah. Let's talk about that from your perspective. Let's talk about your experiences, but don't keep telling me about my experiences. You don't know about it. Yeah, you don't know. So away with that foolishness. It's annoying, and I'm over it. <laughs> uh, I'm not a part of the cancel culture, but I will cancel that. Let's go ahead and cancel that. <laughs> but <laughs> Morgan, <laughs> you know, like I always go off on some rant, but you but just said true. something it that really made me true. think of that. And when I tell you, it was just like, <laughs> what is this? What is this foolishness? Um. <laughs> but the, the key to it all is listening. There yes. are so many, there are many, so many situations where we are dismissed. And <laughs> honestly, like even today, I went to a um. I forgot to tell you, I went to a podi- a different podiatrist, and um. This is huh. the first person where I felt like I was listened to. Wow, this was the first time that I felt like everything was really explained to me and broken down. And she really is kind of like taking the effort to really figure out how to fix the pain in my ankle. Like that, that's yeah. something that's so important to me. Yeah. And it's sad that I have to go through so many experiences to actually find someone that really is going to listen to me. So it's, it's from the doctor's office. It's from if you are in the, the medical field, if you are in corporate America, um, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. Please listen to us. Just listen to what we have to say. Don't dismiss what yeah. we have to say. Why do you think there are yeah. so many women who are suffering from um, from death at childbirth or their children um, dying at childbirth, unfortunately, yeah. because wow. of the fact that they're not being listened to? That's so true. That's so true. People That's are going so through true. things in the offices that they work in they're coming to you, they're coming, they're trusting your HR department with what they're telling them and HR just dismisses them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's so true. Oh yeah, Morgan, that's a good point. And I think that's a good note to end on. Like, let's just practice actively listening to each other. Not just hearing like, oh, I heard you. Um, actually actively listening engaging with each other in conversation like listening to okay oh morgan said this oh okay hey morgan like i heard like what you said about that like and this is what it made me think or you know sometimes active listening is just being silent and just like okay Oh, that's how you've been feeling. Yeah. Just to know that this is how this person's been feeling. This is this person's experience. It's you have no words for it, but other than like, I'm sorry, you you have to go through that. I wish there was something I can do. Is there something I can do? Yeah. Um, active listening leads you to those things. Um, if you have enough compassion in your heart when you're listening. Um, so I think that's a great note to end on is just that we we can all we can all black, whites, um, Asian, no matter male, female, we can all benefit from just actively listening to each other. Um, it's not an easy skill. <laughs> it's not, but <laughs> it is. And I think uh, it's been said, that's why God gives us two ears and one mouth so we can <laughs> listen twice as much as we talk. So I'm still learning on that, y'all. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I like to talk. <laughs> But um, I do want to get better with it, you know, because we learn so much when we listen to each other. We grow so much when we just listen to each other. So, Morgan, thank you so much again for your time. This has been um, so good, as always. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. And thank you for having me again. Um, it's always fun. It's always a learning experience, too, because, you know, it's always good to kind of talk some of these things out that you've been thinking. It's like a lot of us, especially over these past few months, we have kind of, I guess, we, we've kind of been desensitized to what, what's been going on. And a lot of us haven't really voiced what, or listened to other people who, have, who are like-minded to us that have been dealing with the same thing. So I hope you've enjoyed the conversation so far. And don't forget, part three will be a live recording or really just live on Instagram or face and possibly Facebook. Uh, It'll be a conversation between Morgan and I around November 1st or 2nd, um, just to get you ready for voting. Um, So we are going to have that available. And then the scripture that I wanted to share is Isaiah 1, verse 17. And it says, learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. So I know there is just so much going on and so much confusion, um, even within the body of Christ about how God feels about racism um, and whether or not it exists and all of those things. But for every Christian who knows, believes, and reads the word of God, we know that God is always on the side of the oppressed. He is never on the side of the oppressor. He is never standing with the oppressor at any point. So for people who will say evangelical, who still believe that somehow Donald Trump is from God and God, yes, God allows us to to walk out um, the things that we've done. Like, we did that. We placed him in office. Um, that was not God. We did that. Um, God allowed it. And I think sometimes, like, we forget in the Bible that there are often times where God uh, places unjust leaders or unjust rulers um, over his people not because that's his will for his people, but because his people needed to turn back to him. His people needed to run back to him and to seek him and to seek his face and to seek his word and to seek his justice and to seek his truth. And this has been such an opportunity for that. And I think so much of the church has missed it. We've missed really seeking God's face, really missed seeking God's word during this time and actually really standing up in a way that we need to. Um, But God God is always on the side of the oppressed. If there is a people that's oppressed, that's where God is. He is never on the side of the oppressor. So I thank you again for joining me and Morgan uh, for part two of our political realness conversation. Of course, it's our hope that you'll go out and vote on November 3rd. Make your voice heard. It is our hope that you will vote um, honestly it's it's tough because neither candidates um, particularly speak everything that's the word of God. Neither candidates um, uh, speak to everything that we know is true and, and is right. But at the end of the day, I think we have to think about what does God say about people and the treatment of people and how does God desire for us to treat each other? And I think at the very least, we need to vote on that, vote on how God would want us to treat each other and the laws and the regulations that need to be put in place and um, what leader can kind of bring togetherness, can can create a space where there is truth and justice, at least has the opportunity to reign. Um, so please go ahead and go out and make your voice heard. And as always, you can connect with me at Kadeen Hillary on Instagram or and Facebook. You can also connect um, at Faith in It with K as as if it's one word on Instagram and Facebook at K Success on Twitter, and you can email at Faith in It with K at gmail.com. So I would love to hear from you. I hope you continue to subscribe, to continue to share, to continue to engage in conversations um, because we need to, we cannot stop talking. We cannot be silent. We cannot sit back. We have to make ourselves, um, make ourselves 
a part of this of this fight, a part of it. Because um, believe it or not, we are already a part of it. Our silence is a our silence gives permission um, to those who are speaking loudly, especially if they're saying things that are contrary to what we know is true and what we know is necessary. So I thank you again for joining me for this episode of Faith in It with Kay. Until next time, see ya. Ha, ha, ha.